Dear listeners, welcome to Out of Office. What is good? What is going on? Everyone listening to us through your headphones. Uh, it's your good friends, Marcos and Alan. Good evening, my fellow uh, connoisseur of podcasts. Please say hello to the people. I'm not going to put that, mu- that much of a accoutrement on my speech. So hello, this is Marcos. <laughs> hello. Hmm. Hello. There you go. What's going on, bro? Not much, not much. Uh, throughout well, the week, you and I remember we've been doing our chit chat. You and even though it's in the squat chat, we've been doing our own chit chat, yes, right? Yes, yes, yes. We have. Yeah, and for anyone and everyone that's listening, uh, again, we're doing a sort of you know water cooler talk out of office type Oof. of talk. Uh, since our good friend and beloved cousin Josue is doing his thing in college. Um, so yeah, he's not going to be with us tonight. Um, but you know, Besides, our prayers. He's right here. He's right here. Is this? Is this? Could it be? Bruh. No, it Bruh. isn't. It isn't. It's just him. It's just his soundboard. Oh cool. man. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's just the soundboard. Cool. Soundboard. Soundboard coon. Oh. Well, he's with us in spirit then and in soundboard. Yes, yes. Well, so we kind of sort of have Josue with us. In spirit uh, and digitally, you know. Bruh. (laughs) There you go. There you go. Um, So, want to go go in? Yeah, definitely. Let's pop off with a little bit of the chit chat that we had. Yo, let's start off with the thing with Japan that you sent me, the, the transcript. Oh yeah, so I I sent you the the video I saw from Only in Japan. I appreciate um, the transcript though. It yeah, was the, and and I sent yo. the transcript over with because uh, he had a link in his <laughs> the bio. Notes, my God, my Alan over <laughs> here, the notes, man. Yes, please and yeah, thank no. you. Yeah, because it's uh, sometimes you find it easier and you have a better understanding when you get to read it. There's no right? doubt. There's remember the saying, a picture's worth a thousand words. Here's a thousand words, my guy. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Aka me. <laughs> so yes yo uh, please give us a preface to what i'm talking we're t- starting off alan so basically um i want to say uh, based on what i was listening through the video uh the the host of the only in japan uh channel was basically uh conversing or telling his people through a, a live stream that the prime minister of japan had gone to london uh, I believe maybe two days ago or last week, if I'm not mistaken. And um, basically <laughs> kind of hinted and or more, more than hinted, kind of like stated that Japan was uh, quickly coming back to reopening its borders for people to go back. But uh, he did the, the host of the live stream did basically say, well, we have to take this with a grain of salt and um, kind of broke it down a little bit further uh, saying that when the prime minister says opening more than anything he's he's uh, basically hinting of more open to people like businesses uh, commerce and raw materials uh, going into the, uh, the, the country 
Right. So uh, one of the things that he he basically mentioned that was really difficult that was not leaving or coming into Japan were things like mail for certain countries like Australia or the US. Uh, you know, uh, the mail system was really uh, watered down at this point and other services and systems to get in or out of the country of Japan was very difficult. And he was mentioning how the prime minister is mentioning those type of things are going to be reopened uh, sooner um, than anything else, or hopefully, right? And along the lines of, you know, kind of hinting that uh, not only business travel, but more like leisure travel, uh, going back into the country where people's commerce and economy hopefully will, will, will get better because an influx of people going to vacate in Japan is going to uh hopefully uh situate itself or get better uh you know that question when they ask in the terminal in the airport is this a travel for business or pleasure best bet would yes. hopefully say the more people can say for pleasure right and um again one of the things the host also mentioned was that one of the reasons that he suspects that um that part or that aspect of traveling back into the country of Japan is going to still be a little bit more um, detained or subdued is the fact that, well, even if they were to open up right now, uh, the infrastructure isn't up to where it used to be or what it was like back in 2019. Back in 1999, I thought you were going <laughs> to say. 2019. So uh, that's the that's the difficulties right now that they're having. So they don't have the supply and the chain of command the or infrastructure chains, yeah right the supply chain right now is really bad so it it's going to take a little bit more time uh for them to get the infrastructure back to where it was for them to be able to service and give a good experience to people that are traveling to japan for leisure uh vacation and that XYZ. japanese standard they can't guarantee that japanese standard right so in order for them to to get to that point they need to first open the the country to businesses uh, raw materials and in uh, his point was like things like mail to get in and out and be a little bit more lax about that now um one of the big things he was mentioning was the fact that if you are a fam you or a family member or a close family member are going in and out of the country like a permanent resident or a uh a citizen of the country it's going to be a little bit more a little a little easier for you to go in and out on a special uh permission visa that you have to fill out and that you have to send to to i think the consulate if i'm not mistaken whatever or, rules they have they said yeah right. it's so, gonna be easier for you he did mention that it's not something that you just casually call and say hey you know what do i have to do no you have to uh, proactively look for the file or the paperwork and i think he has links in his in his uh description in his youtube channel uh thank we'll, you we'll, by the way that, yeah that we'll guy. leave yeah we'll leave the link to his video and on the our show notes and the transcript so you can see because it's really important to see what uh what might uh tra you know transpire uh from this uh the prime minister of japan's you know 
conversation and um, announcement when he went to London because it's very important for not just that part of the world, but how that might also affect everyone else because a lot of the world is opening back up and people do want to go back to vacaying over there uh, and other parts of Southeast Asia and whatnot, right? Mm -hmm. So this is a step forward to opening back up the the world and um and hopefully it does help their economy because uh like we were speaking in our last convo bro my goodness down dude it's 130 yen to to dot to the dollar 30 now that's 30 percent now their inflation deflation well it's basically all of that yeah no it's it's inflation for them and deflation a decrease in a decrease in their value versus the dollar Right. It used to be 100 so, yen, more or less. Now it's 130. Now, a lot of people want to go to, to vacate in Japan just Let for that in. fact. <laughs> right, for that fact. But Let me it, pump your economy. <laughs> but the... the uh, unfortunately, Japan, that's the it's not protocol. open. Yeah. It's a protocol. Yeah, unfortunately, Japan isn't open for people to go in and vacate quite yet. Or, so yeah. hold your they horses. They don't have the infrastructure, and they need the money to set up a better infrastructure. So it's like a... It's a yeah, a to, to self- get it back... To, that circle mm-hmm. that vicious circle that they need they need people to come in to get money moving so that they can set things up and they need this thing set up so that more people can come in you know what i'm saying it's right. it's pretty bad so and one of the things um the the host of that live stream on the only in japan channel uh stated he he explained how unfortunately even if you were to go to if you were to go to japan uh this year once they start opening if they start opening earlier uh, uh, uh sooner rather than later like say mid uh summer or whatnot uh one of the difficulties is that he sees is that now unfortunately like in many other countries uh local mom and pop shops have closed down so there's a lot of um the elderly pop what, what you might call it the uh, how do you say it? uh senior citizens there's got to be a pretty bad situation over there with them no uh, yeah, well yes of course but uh japan being one of the older countries as far as like the the majority of people are older no but when i what he was mentioning was the fact that a lot of the the mom and pop shops were like uh the the family-owned businesses yeah, the corner stores the, bo- the japanese bodega have closed down so that's an unfortunate thing so maybe you went to japan before and you really enjoyed going to a specific shop that was you know uh owned by a a a local or whatnot and a lot of those type of stores are gone yeah yeah yeah. question example i don't know if the podcast listeners know but um you went to japan four years ago now three 2019 Okay, 2019. You mm. brought a sword. Did you buy that at a corner store, at a mom and pop shop, or at a big? <laughs> nah, nah. I went to the Samurai Museum in uh, Shinjuku. For yo, that. I imagine you actually brought a, a, a yo. Is was it, was your business travel good? Yes, I brought a katana. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was dope, bro. But like, those are the type of things that you know. Unfortunately, uh, a lot this of the part businesses of my contract that I signed. <laughs> They gave me a complimentary katana. Yes, when in when in uh, when in Japan, grab a katana, right? Buy a katana. Got, got some ramen, some kat- a katana, and uh, well, uh, you know, take a picture next to the Gundam. 
Oh, funny enough, mm-hmm. that same day, it was kind of like rainy. Oh. It was like drizzling that day. It was cloudy. With a chance of uh, Godzilla. Oh, oh, of Gundam, <laughs> you mean? Oh, Godzilla full on. No, that day, because it was all pretty close um, in that vicinity. It looked huge. It, it's quite big because I, I kind of compare it to like boroughs of um, New York City. So you have like over here in on the East Coast of the U.S., right? You have uh, in, in New York City. You Particularly have, um, New York. Right. You have uh, Manhattan, you have Queens, you have Brooklyn, you have um, uh, Bronx and um, Yonkers. No, <laughs> no, 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 uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you have uh, Long Island, Staten Island, like you there have you the go, boroughs, yeah. right? So you have all these uh, boroughs and in in Japan, it's not quite like that, but it's similar in the sense of like, yeah, they're in, um they're they're basically I, I guess you can call them like boroughs that's how i compare it because you have shinjuku you have shibuya you have ginza they uh, sound far in my head i have no idea but you put the boroughs in in my head and i get an idea now so if you take the um the subway system over there or like mm-hmm. their metro system it's pretty uh easy to navigate around to get from point a to point b right Mm -hmm. a lot of the places are not that far away from each other uh, using mass transit so you can probably take the bus or take the train and it'll get you there i would say like the farthest uh my brother and i traveled for from one place to another um so i want to say like maybe 10 15 minutes maybe longer and those are bullet trains well, no. Oh? The Shink- the Shinkansen is specifically for for one of those like longer travels. Like in in Tokyo, it's a little closer. That's why I compare it to like the boroughs mm-hmm. in New York because uh, even even in the island of Manhattan, right? If you try to go from uh like the Lower East Side to you know Midtown, it, it's what is it like two three minutes, five minutes? Like depending on how far or how deep. You you want to go to let's see you start in Grand Central and you want to go to the Statue of Liberty, basically. Yeah, yeah, you'll take like a good maybe 10, 15 minutes mm-hmm. uh, taking man tra- mass transit, mass transit. Sorry, words are hard. It was man made, you know. It was okay. So um, yeah, it it does it does take time. It you pick and choose what you want to use mm-hmm. to get there, but um, with with uh what what i considered the boroughs in japan right so like say if i want to go to uh, from shinjuku to shibuya you know the the whole start to finish took maybe 10 15 minutes at most Mm -hmm. uh nothing too crazy like and then getting off uh using your uh your ic card your suica card right so putting putting money into that and using it as your metro card um going to like akiba getting off at the station or going going to odaiba which is more of a island um where you go see the gundam statue that you're talking about it's like our statue of liberty if you will (laughs) basically which funny enough on in odaiba around there's a actual statue of liberty that they have and uh it's pretty funny because <laughs> i'm like wait what liberty kun no what uh, yeah right exactly because uh, i don't Stats know if, kun? no i don't know what yeah. it'd be well over in um in, in las vegas they have one of those like mock 
uh, statues, statue of liberty, Eiffel and Tower. Eiffel Tower, right? And then they have uh, something similar over in Japan in Odaiba. Uh, close by Diver City, uh, one of these like um, Diver City. This is a video game city. This is like a video game dude. map you just said. No, but it's dope because like inside is the Gundam base and stuff like that. There's an arcade. Local. It's basically a mall. Oh, and it has like I, I want to say like four levels where it it's like full of a lot of uh, trendy shops, uh, food, restaurants inside, and all the way at the top top. Of, uh-huh. the, of the mall is the of Gundam the map, base. I mean of the, okay, yes, yes. <laughs> and then nice. outside, floor level, obviously, is the big um, Gundam statue. And, um, but back to where I got the sword, <laughs> going back. Um, going back to your weapon, I mean, what? Yes, yes. So that day to was kind of drizzling. And it's Shinjuku, right? And it's close by Golden Guy. And it's close oh. by, <laughs> well, it's like the red light district. Okay, okay, okay. No, no, enough said, yes. <laughs> right. Continue. So around the area, there's the robot restaurant. There's the, um, what's it called? The movie theater. Is it the robot restaurant or the robot restaurant? Uh, the first one. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, Missed opportunity. With this, well, well, there's a splash of like... Uh, a splash, of, you say? Yes, a splash of uh, entertainment uh, within and uh, more so all around. You have like sketchy characters, uh, you know, kind of like uh, trying to be talk someone. to you. Yes, talk yes, to, yes. Yeah, trying to talk to you. Like, hey, you want to go? Uh, like the cosplayers in Manhattan, like go oh, the Hulk or or, or uh, no, Iron no, Man. No, 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 no. More oh. like, um, more like, how can I put it? Like, uh, like semi well dressed people, like host oh, no, they're club. They're way better. They're way better. Like, yeah, host club looking guys to trying to uh, you know offer suit. you. Yeah, trying to offer you to go to get special <laughs> services if you catch my drift. To imagine you're standing there with your katana and the guy rolls up to you. Hey, got a late? Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> nah, 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 nah. Nothing like that, bro. But you'll see these people standing around, uh, trying to convince people to go Step see in. the secret time. shows. Yeah. So there's that. There's um literally there's like a street that divides like a block or so of mm-hmm. nothing but uh male host clubs and female host clubs so they, they, that's it's really are they, are they like rivals like when they're no 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 more 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 like more like this street is where girls go and this this street is where Boys guys clubs go and girls yeah. club. right boys only girls only mm, for the most part where you get to spend <clears throat> your hard hard earned cash on entertainment on hard you say no <laughs> yes yes and uh you know quality time if you want to call it that uh, culture with, culture time yes yes and then what, what's funny is that on the opposite side of of that like i want it's like two or three blocks over um it, it's like i want to say like an, like a couple of arcades the movie theater, some you restaurants. You know where they go off to blow us to each other. They got the manager of the arcade goes to that place, and the guys that work and the pe- the girl, guys and girls that work at those host clubs go play video games. You know, bro. I don't know what people were doing. I just know that I went, I saw, and I conquered. That's all I did, bro. Yes, and there were pictures. And there were absolutely there's pictures. There's pictures with me and Godzilla at the movie theater, just doing our thing. Yeah, uh, a couple of restaurants. Uh, Maybe you uh, a silhouette of you of uh, a shadow of you holding your katana, you know? No, no, Maybe. more like uh, in the 
for at, social at media, the, at the, like your silhouette, arcade. You holding your katana silhouette, not you exactly, your shadow or something, like your gleaming katana on the light. Nah, Mem- bro. Memories <laughs> from Japan. <laughs> more like uh, going to the to the arcade and getting um, demolished, right? Oh, dang. Just putting money into the <laughs> machines, trying to play these uh, gotcha games, these crane games. They're called and- gotcha for a reason. Yeah, man, they got me all right. Oh, talking about uh, putting in money. Yes. Um, let me let me try to you know slide in right here with this other bit of information that I shared yeah, with you. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Um, uh, as of this week, I shared the on the notes, and that mm. as of this week that we're as of the recording on January May May sixth um, of this you know of the good year of the Lord twenty twenty two. Yes, the sir. U.S. has the citizens, the American Americans, Americans have spent and moved money spent and sold just as much money as they have sold the entire fiscal year of 2019 with considering with even though this is they're still in the red considering with inflation mm-hmm. this is knowing that the u.s population that is working right now moving the money is only sick at 63 percent bro they move no but just as this gives me it's i'm trying to see it from the cup half full you know i'm trying to be positive here in the sense that (laughs) at 63 percent they're already moving as much sales and and revenue all those things as they did an entire fiscal year of of 2019 pre-pandemic which and they also noticed that there was a over 120 (laughs) increase on e-commerce specifically on the e-commerce sector so um a, a majority if not a majority of the sales that have been moving around have been assisted or eased with the di- use of di- the digital interface of, of e-commerce if you will so hopefully hopefully if if my head's working right here there's going to be more services that can you uh, um uh what you call it like uh, work on um, take advantage of e-commerce like bodegas bodegas have been doing collaborations with or pizza little pizza shops have been doing uh, collaborations with DoorDash with uh, Slice you know what I mean like these bodegas have been able or little mom and pop shops hopefully uh, not a lot of them obviously a lot of them closed but hopefully more bodegas can come back and be able to take advantage of the e of the internet if you will more that's what I'm trying to say. That's on my head. I, I'm, I'm trying to be positive, but at the same time, I want to hear your opinion. So, like, do you mean specifically in the U.S. or like outside the U.S.? As a fiscal year, as of this fiscal quarter that we're in for the U.S., only U.S., Americans in the U.S. So the first quarter of this year? The yes. first three they, months? Yes, they've moved. They've made revenue and all those things as much as an entire fiscal year of 2019, which could be a good thing and also a bad thing. I don't know how to inter. I'm I'm trying to be positive. I want to hear your opinion. Mm, uncertainty. <laughs> That's what I would say. Mm, still well, too soon to draw well, a conclusion. Yeah, like uh, what you can probably <laughs> gather from what we've seen this first quarter of the Mm -hmm. year Mm -hmm. is basically uncertainty right so people are selling a bunch of stuff just because they don't know the stock market yeah right right so right now a lot of people are basically saying the housing market bubble has popped again and it's worse than uh 2008 so that might only in the u.s okay in the u.s but 
Um, I mean, there's great videos out by people like Graham Stephan or Andre Jick. Uh, I would highly recommend you guys go check them out. Mm-hmm. Um, and they kind of break down uh, what that means, not only for like. I guess people that are into that, but even the the common person that just lives, you know, day by day doing their thing at work and not really paying attention to Rising that. Rising and grinding. Right. So, I mean, it, it does affect uh, everyone in some way, shape or form for the people that want to buy a home or sell a home and for people that are basically um, trying to uh, set up camp or shop at uh, in one a state business, or another a or yeah. a city that you want to live in it's gonna get a little tougher because a lot of people to your point spent a lot of money uh and a lot of people paid off their debt during the pandemic with all the money uh, the helicopter money that um the government was giving but as as much as people paid off their their debt uh they were quick to to spend all the money again and max out people's credit cards so it's kind of like this weird place people are in because now a lot of people don't want to go back to the regular jobs that they were in a lot of people want to do remote working and a lot of companies are pushing back so yeah a lot of these things are are affecting and taking their toll on people and companies and businesses and this first third or this first quarter of the year uh we saw just the whole market like a couple of weeks ago we were listening to it right or we were talking about in our last podcast um how the market just got demolished bro like it went up no it went down went up and then stayed stable again i'm like is this normal <laughs> well it, it is normal in the sense of like by like a thousand uh, co- points or something like, like that well, corrections are corrections for for that very reason. Okay. So uh, we don't know where, like, f- basically one of the indicators of a recession is two uh, quarters of the year being in the red, and then that means we're in a bear market, and um, we don't quite know when the bottom is, and a lot of people kind of have to guesstimate when they want to go back and start buying companies to make money or get dividends or xyz right yeah so a lot of people start selling it which kind of throws the the stock market into you know pandemonium because <clears throat> everything goes up goes down and there'll be days that are going up some days that will go down but drastically though oh of course in of course. hours in, in 24 hours in the morning yeah, yeah it closed low and then while it was going in the morning i, I forgot what day it was tuesday i think it closed as a market low that same mm-hmm. day the president mm-hmm. gave an announcement it went high like it went it went to zero and then the th- it went it was down a thousand points and the president was get before the president gave his speech like around 10 in the morning it, it went to zero the president was giving a speech it went up a thousand and then it and then um it whatever happened at the end of the closing of the market it went down a little bit below zero not like a thousand points it's like a little bit and it stayed stable I'm like that is cr- so. Does that always happen when there's like a big announcement, like from Tesla, Apple, Google, and like Samsung? And is or is just the president that much of a clout? Like like um, the president has that much clout to influence the stock market. More, more than anything else is is the fact that uh, he has to work with the Fed, right? 
he's basically he's either, got the closest information the closest well, he's data. either dictating or he is being told what is the sensible thing to do his cabinet now, yeah yeah so more it's the um the the the, the uh, federal bank right the yep. the federal reserve so um <laughs> so the the chair of, of the fed right now the the bank the oh my goodness no 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 no. the head or the chair of the the federal reserve the federal reserve which is uh pow powell (laughs) oh the son right of the general (laughs) no 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 that's what they call him because he's the one that prints the money (laughs) yeah but yeah isn't wasn't his dad like the general that recently died as well Jerome Powell no I wouldn't know uh, his lineage no but I know Jerome Powell is is the uh, the chair or the head of the Federal Reserve yeah and he's the one that basically is telling us if they're gonna increase rates or lower rates uh, but that also has to do with whatever information the president and his uh, administration basically have on their agenda now a lot of people would say well that that's crazy why would um why would the president have anything to do with with uh, the federal reserve because it it, it, sh- it should be that the federal reserve uh works um by itself it's it should be you know something separate from uh yeah wh- whatever the general's name is colin powell yeah there you go that, that's not who we're talking about <laughs> yeah we're talking about jerome powell um so basically the democrats or the republicans don't have any say about how uh, monetary systems should work but unfortunately that uh, we start seeing a lot of uh overreach on what things happen or what rules and regulations get done at the uh at the federal bank right yes so this is the reason why we'll have that influx of good news bad news kind of pushing or dropping the the stock market now um that not only affects us on a local level but it affects everyone globally because everybody uh spends and borrows in dollars <coughs> and i think the the hardest part right now to try to like try to get a grasp on is how is that going to affect us um down the road just in to the next quarter the next yeah the next three months so right now it's fluctuating crazy but we'll see these next three months uh, a lot of the the companies that are hurting a lot that got beat up really bad are basically the 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 the, the apples of the world not the apples of the world more like um how can i call these the the ones that are pushing innovation um the Kathy Wood uh, type of stocks. So this is stocks that are like the bleeding edge of technology. So things like uh, Teladoc or CrowdStrike or what else? Netflix, things like that. These are the companies that are getting beat up the most. These technology companies that basically were safe havens and money makers for a lot of people during the pandemic the zooms of the world but now since uh monetary um yeah monetary policy is tightening right now where uh where we're going up uh or they're tightening up to like i believe half a percent to one percent 
if not 2%. So what that means is that a lot of people get scared. What do they do when they get scared? They sell what they want to sell, sell or they, and then they cash they, in, they, if you will. Right. And then they try to be cash heavy so that if they see an opportunity up ahead, Liquid, they'll, if you will. Right. They'll be able to buy stuff uh, on the cheap if that's even possible. Um, in effect, what we're starting to see now is that uh, the housing bubble or what people are calling the housing bubble is popping. And uh, a lot of people are saying, well, I can't even sell my house for a, a, a price that I want. I have to sell it at, at a much a lower rate because uh, not a lot of people are, are going to be able to get loans to. And then the interest rate these. went up for that. R- right. So mm-hmm. it, it's not a it's it's more of a it's not a it's not a seller's market. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. So those are the things that we're seeing right now. And that uh, um, affects globally because then well, when um, monetary policy tightens in that way, a lot of people are like, what can I do? What should I do? How do I go about it? People not wanting to go back to their regular nine to fives or their regular jobs. And, uh, and they're so, there. <laughs> it's not like they're not going in here. It's- right. But and the thing is, like, a lot of people might say, well, the thing is that um why would I go back to a place that that is only paying me X amount of money? I should be getting paid more. So there's that dilemma as well. And also the dilemma of um, people migrating to other states that are much friendlier uh, tax wise. Living right? in like, big cities. Yeah. Right. Going to like a Florida. Pennsylvania. Going, going to Texas. Going Texas, to. Even Texas a little bit is going. Um, in, Tennessee. And in, yeah, in what you call it, the Midwest. Going to places like Las Vegas. Oklahoma? No. <laughs> uh-uh. No, there's very there's very few states um, that you can say, well, they're they're a lot friendlier or with taxes where they don't charge you, uh, you know, at the wazoo uh, with the taxes. Right. Obviously, federal tax you have to pay, but more of a state tax. They're a lot kinder. Yep. Um, So those are the things that are happening right now. (laughs) Until they aren't. Well, well, I. I want to say you're right, but I don't know how to, that to be, might. It, I'm yeah, just it, it might be shooting my breeze. You know, it, take it with a grain of salt. Basically, my end. Right. Because, because, uh, like, whether because we don't live there, we don't know how mm-hmm. that monetary mm-hmm. or that um those type of policies where whoever's in charge isn't gonna hit people with state tax that should be more than enough initiative to have people go and migrate to that state and if yep. you can work remotely then essentially you're more, you're yeah. keeping more of the money that you make which a lot of people like yeah i don't want to promote this but it's an experience that i'm observing first person listening via podcast you know um uh there's this guy uh, you know shout out to radio ronin this podcast group uh, hmm. the, the way that they keep themselves afloat is that while recording the podcast, they also worked the nine to five. They first started at, you know, some of them working at a Walmart uh, back in the day before the pandemic or a Home right. Depot. And, you know, they would work their nine to five, be a cash register, be working in the wood shop. And like literally uh, they knew each other working from the radio and then they left. They went their own ways after the 2000s and um, the son and the father. Uh, became DJs, toured around the world, got tired of that, and uh, went to become uh, work at, at the at your local Home Depot. 
okay, let's let's do that, they said. And they were working there, and they found more people that they knew from the radio. Like, hey, what's up? And, you know, they started their own thing. And then um, they started their podcast while still working the 9 to 5. And mm. uh, and then from there, the the father, the leader, or um, his his radio name, he kept his radio name. was his uh, radio, uh, Chunga. Uh, Chunga kept, uh, kept working. Uh, his skills that he gained in the radio industry for working for like 20 years in the in the radio industry he got right. a job in the <clears throat> in the consulting business uh of um what you call it when you have paper that you that you did um like a writer like a ghostwriter for politi- politicians all those things in seattle he worked in seattle over there as a consultant because that's what he used to do. They would give him a lot of paper, uh, like to read ads, all those things. He would work with contractors regarding, okay, what's the ad? You know, word by word, what do you want me to say? What a, should I say? This the kind, the numbers. You know, those that kind of like experience that he has. So he he did that for a couple of years and got contracted to a tech company. This before the pandemic, and then his son uh, uh, worked with him for a while in different in a different department on the technical side on the computer IT. And his son said, I don't want to work in, in this uh, tech company anymore. I want to become a contractor as a film developer. But while still working, he saved money and, beca- and you know, did his studies online, degrees, you know, different online things to understand the camera work, the hardware. He bought his own hardware and became his own contractor and did his own film work, his um, portfolio. Right. And from there, he got contracted from another film developing film crew that uh, he he got contracted and went around the, the country. This is still 2016, 2017, and, and all those things. Went to the Midwest to record some projects, went to Seattle, uh, Salt Lake City, and then mm. went to California. All those things went to do different things. Went to do the the people that are very fit, not the triathlons, what, which you might call the other ones, uh, the CrossFit games. Uh, he his his company got contracted and he was one of the photographers on the ground recording the guys all those things and okay. uh, he, he, his company got picked up into doing some documentaries mm. and uh, his he became a lead on that a director on that and uh, he, he his team won an award and he went to California, LA to receive you know awards all those things as him being part of the directing crew I'm like okay he's good right he's doing his own thing he left that company because he got hired by his dad to become part of the podcast group that he's running, right? But this is taking years since like 2015, 2014, doing all this. So it, it they've um, you can literally you can literally listen to their to their pro- progress that they've mm. been doing, and they tell you their skills, all those things. And right now, the son is working as a video editor, a podcast production, audio producer, all those things for his company, the the Radio Rona Network. And the father is still working as a tech consultant, which he works remotely. He technically got hired while living in Seattle, in Washington State, and uh, his company is in California, in in the um, Silicon Valley. Okay. And he's like, "Hey, I'm still working digitally. Am I necessary? He even has an office over there. Do I need to be go there? No, you don't. Okay." He instead of going to to uh, LA to live, he went to to Vegas to live, mm, and he moved he right, moved right. to Vegas like last year, <clears throat> and he's been living there, and he almost he as of um this month he's gonna make a year that he moved in, and 
two weeks ago or a month ago, he went to the build the office building where he got hired at. Not it was uh, alongside a university. The university was running, but the office building was a ghost town. He said, "This huge place, right. nothing connecting the university to uh, to the the, the his uh, tech tech firm was a parking lot, right?" And it, like literally, you can see the divide of where the off like because there were assigned parking spots for each for each member, and he had a parking slot. But this, he has never been there. When he went through security, he showed his ID card and his um his credentials. Mm. I I don't know you, sir. May I can like he went and checked through the system. You have a spot. It's this number. Go go find it. Okay. He drove and all those things. It was weird. He said it looked like a zombie. Like a like a zombie apocalypse movie inside the building. He um, no way. It was like papers were dropped. All those like people were like coming in on Monday, and they left on Friday, and they were coming on Monday. But the building never opened. He saw cups of co- empty cups of coffee with the coffee already evaporated because you know it's been over a year. <laughs> and uh, he saw papers. He saw refrigerators. Like the only people coming in was a cleaning crew. Really? And, like, they just kept the refrigerator food like they cleaned it out completely he saw they were like um in a costco or sam's club right you know those aisles where the refrigerators were mm. that that kind of tech firm had those kinds of refrigerator areas for cold food for just the food sector section mm. of their of their building he went to like four floors and he when he got greeted on the fourth floor with security he said uh sorry sir uh you can't go beyond here why Building's closed. There's no. We've been uh, cutting down on the electrical outlet only to the essential areas. So the refrigerator, the foods, yeah, because people like the cleaning crew leave their food there, and they have um, people cleaning the area as best as they can. They don't touch the tech notes because you know it's Silicon Valley. The paper notes gathering dust. Why not? Why not dust that? That's important stuff. We were told not to touch anything of those, the cubicles or anything like that. Just make sure the floor is not doesn't build up dust or anything. Even though the table, the countertop is you know dust, dusty and all those things. Right, right. And, and um, he he walked by computers. The computers were running. They were being um controlled offsite by uh, the people that were working there. <laughs> That's crazy. You just saw like an uh, like in the cubicles, computers turned on, but no one there. Oh, that's crazy. And yeah, that's his ex- first-hand experience going to his. O- he went to his office. He had a key. He got a key. Me- he got a key. Um, a key card that first day for his office. He went to his office. Nothing there because he never been there. He's like, damn. He was gonna see uh the person that hired him, but the person that hired him um didn't show up he showed up like a like a at least two hours or three hours later and it was like more or less his boss and he's like and he knew him for a year already but this is the first time he met him in person and this guy chunga is like six five right six five six four so he's not a he's not a small guy but you can't tell that when you're on zoom Mm. And the other That's guy true. was <laughs> the other guy was like what five ten five eleven and he they turned around a corner each other. He's like oh Jesus! Like they looked at each other. The the big guy flinched and the other guy ah because <laughs> I was like what happened? Where have you been? Like hey what's up? And you know they started socializing. And he's like yeah he he observed immediately it was a young he knew that it was a young guy that was his boss, but it was like um that experience of you running like you're going in the classroom going to class and you bu- almost bump into 
you know, a classmate or something like that. But you are the only two people walking in. Uh, going to like he I don't know how he described it I want to recommend it you know shout out to those guys if you want to ever listen to it Alan right right I'll, I'll probably you know stream it to you listen you can probably listen to me later uh, at, a, at a later time while we're chilling online if you want to okay yeah definitely bro thank but you that's like um the things that uh I just can't get my head over I feel lucky that I've been able to work at the at the coffee shop that I haven't lost those skills you know what I mean those skills oh, absolutely that, bro how, how do you, are, are these skills or that touch, if you will? Well, you know how the when you go for for uh, for a regular job, right? You have uh, soft skills and hard skills you would have to learn. And some of these tips and tricks of the trade you pick up while you're actually working. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, there's only certain things you can actually or there's so much. There's only so much you can actually pick up from a book. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, a Zoom, gonna, or a Zoom conference. <laughs> right. There's a lot of things that you're going to be able to do with a lot more efficiency when you're actually, you know, out and about and, you know, in the grind. Um, that's one of the major reasons why um, a lot of companies have been pushing for their employees to come back to work at the office because a lot of companies, a lot, a lot of business because um their 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 people were working from home so that impersonal you know lack there of touch uh with the consumer the customer the client uh was nowhere to be found and that cost them quite a bit of business so i'm talking about like businesses like banks and stuff like that where there were certain banks that didn't you weren't even even able to go to a branch so a lot of people were like, well, if I can't get clear answers or, you know, someone I can actually talk to face to face, I'm just going to switch up to another company you, or you a different lose bank. A customer. Yeah, yeah, you lose a customer because you you don't have that person, you know, sitting or standing right in front of you being able yes, to. Sir. No, sir. Please go chat. to this cubicle. And and you would you would uh, you would think, oh, but we have Zoom. We, well, yeah, but you lose a lot, a lot of of uh, quality, you know, Attention. The human part, the, yeah, not, the the human, human, not the TLC. No, no, the human aspect of, you know, interacting in business yeah, yeah. and and the cultural cues that you would pick up yeah. on. I'm with me um, being visually impaired. It's hard for me. And I feel like doing that in the cash register really kept me kind of sharp and be right. a little bit more improvisational, like me talking to you right now. Like, I know we're not looking each, at each other, but... I, I trust me you know you knew me when i was growing up all those things how when i was like after post eye surgery i was laying there in the bed and not socializing those skills like you lose those skills yeah it's tough it's tough but uh, obviously you've like that's I my think, situation imagine the world yeah, <laughs> i think no but i i truly believe and think and know that you've come you've come out stronger um, in a lot of ways because you were put through the ringer in, in at a young age and you've been able to overcome the situation that you were dealt with and not not only that but even now like when you interact with people it's like not just anybody can can do that like not only do you have the personality but you have a character of you know doing the things that you need to do to get the job done and you do it in in the best way possible with the limitations you have so i think you know with that's the something... instruments i have i work as best i, I could do better right. but that's experience right. 
Of that course, bro. There's always experience. every everyone has something they can work on to to get There's better. There's no perfect at. guy, right? Exactly. So or gal. But, yeah, yeah, of course. And I think that's just a another testament to to who you are because not everybody is strong enough to do that. And just that's point and blank. That period. Me. Yeah, and that yeah, what course, pushes me bro. to the kids. They need to improve. They need to get those skills. Like I went through it because of my situation, and mm. you know, they got it because of the world. And now. An example, my my baby brother going to school. He um, well, he's not a, such a baby anymore. He's the baby, not a baby. You're right. You're right. <laughs> this guy is already my size almost. No, even like age wise, my man is like going to high school now. Yeah, he's. Um, you know what I mean? The baby, he, like he's the baby. No, no, of like, course, yeah. of course. I call him a baby with this guy, you know. I'm not scared. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, no. Um, he even says like, "Yo, I feel weird." Like, and then the rules, right, with the masks and all, and the spacing. He's been telling me, yeah, the whole spacing situation has gone down. But the mask, the mask of people were saying, "Yeah, no, I want to keep the mask." If like that stigma, if you want to say, like you you want to keep your privacy. If you will, like, oh, I have a cough. I'm gonna keep my mask. Oh, I don't wanna, I don't want people to tell me you got something on your tooth. Keep my mask. Like, a lady told me that on the cash register. Like, hey, uh, like you know those little quips or little conversations you get with the, with a customer when you ring them up with the cash register. Oh, um, by any chance, uh, a lady was asking to the other lady, do you see by any chance any um, halls, halls? Oh yeah, the, the cough drops. The cough drops. And she said, oh, no, no, sorry, don't. And my boss also said, sorry, it's been hard to get those because it, it has been hard to get, you know, restock on hauls. And um, and they're like, oh, don't worry about it. You could just grab some gum or something, but nobody's going to tell you your breath stinks. Your breath stinks. Only you because you got your face mask, you know, because she knows the lady. They were, co- they were co-workers. Oh, yeah, you're right, she said. Mm-hmm. And, she said and I told her, I didn't think about it that way. Like, I jumped, I socially, I... W- jumped in was you know not i feel like in pr- hindsight i'm thinking i was a little bit imprudent but they talked back they were social back like yeah you're right and something else she said at least nobody's gonna tell you, you got some broccoli stuck on your teeth like like oh yeah like you know that socializing thing you know not only like, you don't you don't get that from one day to another and you build on that and everyone there is an adult that went through that imagine the younglings the 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 the, the kindergartners the the school system in in general that's what i'm thinking right i hope they get to develop that i well that's the thing um kind of going back to the 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 states that are a little bit more lax with uh their taxes with their state tax um also kind of are a little more lax with uh restrictions uh like after the pandemic right a lot of people yeah a lot of people will argue oh we're still in the pandemic right there's certain people it's an endemic now right and then there's other people that are like come on it's over really Uh, stop with the with all these restrictions and let's get back to you know to the back to work yeah and um i mean there's gonna be arguments on both sides yeah yeah so (sighs) the only thing i could see right now from where i live and my surroundings is that it, it looks a lot more like maybe not 100 percent back to where it was but i want to say it's like a good maybe 80 85 to 90 percent back to how things used to be uh, you'll still have people wearing masks 
because they 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 feel, want to yeah they feel like it's a, a necessity or something they should be doing other people might be doing it just to virtue signal so i mean uh, it is what I, it is yeah i could care less do yeah. you that, that's the great thing about this country where you, you, you do know, you boo right to a certain extent uh you still have a lot of liberties to do what you think is best for you and your loved ones and you know that's as much as you can do right now um mm -hmm. the what i do see is um also with that yeah it's a lot it's a lot more difficult especially with people that are like middle school or high school where they're going through that awkward stage in their life where they're just getting to understand who they are like making friends and uh those social skills yes, and cues right and being socially awkward sometimes because they don't know where they fit in or how the to interact anime part of the school's thing right they don't know how to interact sometimes uh with others uh, whether it be male or female uh again it's just one of those things that in order for them to to understand grow and get those uh, social cues like you were saying they have to interact with people that's just that's a given and um uh what's not helping is them socially distancing not being able to interact with other people you know that that does you know cap them at the knees so to say um but i mean hopefully and again hopefully <laughs> we start seeing um you know a, lo a lot more liberty with people interacting with each other in school yeah. extracurriculars and stuff like that where they're able to to be able to you know to have an actual social life go like i i would hope a that healthy social life right people go back out to the movie theaters go to the mall <laughs> go kick the ball movie you theaters know? you say oh well that's the thing uh speaking of movie theaters have you seen the new doctor strange movie oh i like though i like i'm i like what i'm hearing um well no but i've been hearing a lot of things because my my young brother over here right 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 has, you know Drool, drooling like oh my god oh my god oh and with the new one yeah i've been yeah, hearing yeah, a lot yeah. of like you know by second hand um but uh it, it's been sounding good man yeah Have it's you? been yeah it's been difficult i haven't watched it me neither so i can't but, spoil anything uh, yeah i i haven't i haven't watched it, but spoiling is crazy right now it's like there's the the amount of videos people are posting on youtube um, on youtube just, right right critiquing and okay, okay. kind of like uh, sharing the Easter eggs and stuff like that uh, from from a lot of these uh, from from the movie from the movie and yeah. just speculation and headcanon of what goes where and piecing the puzzle together with mm -hmm. the bits of information and fragments of information they're getting from the movie it's really interesting but you know once I see it hopefully by next week um, I want to say maybe like a Monday or Wednesday. I might want to go see it. Uh, I'll definitely. That's, does it still apply the rule that Monday or Tuesday is like the less populated time? Well, I, I don't like know. Pre-COVID still time. Well, this the thing is that I want to go to the one we always go to at, at the Alamo. Oof. But this whole weekend, it's booked, bro. Like that's it, a good it's crazy. thing for them, but oh, not of course, for us. Of course. Not for us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. And even if I wanted to go this weekend, like I, I have things 
that I, I'm scheduled to do. Obviously, Mother's Day weekend is this weekend. So, massage. <laughs> I know, I know. And I don't know, like, speaking off on that, like, do you have any ideas of what you're going to get your mom, bro? Or not? Or are you going to make something, you know, homemade or are you going to buy something? Or is everyone going to pitch in for, for your mom to get her something nice? I think it's we're going to do something for tomorrow. We're going to okay. cook or something. Dope, bro. That's we're, what's up. We're thinking of uh, there's a recipe that a guy at work he work he he works at secure at um he's an IT guy, and okay. we like to talk about food, and he recommended um I I don't know uh, since Thanksgiving he he's he uh we like to talk about different foods and he uh recommended me one time you know an oven roasted chicken and yes. let the juices whatever the juices you make you put on it whatever your recipe may be put some baguette sliced bread or wedges in the bottom in the bottom and let the juices flow down and let that you know cook on top of that and let i think uh um let the let the juices flow down and have a plain, a healthy amount like like wax paper instead of the wax paper it's the it's the Parchment? bread it's oh, okay, uh, okay. instead of the wax paper it's the bread and cook it for whatever rule like amount after you you did some pre-cooking uh let yes. the final part like the, the juice is just flowed straight down to that bread mm, okay and he would say just right i would recommend that accompany that with whatever you want veggies rice it's, uh, he said it's it's going to be the, the grease of the chicken or mainly the chicken he also recommended it sometimes with turkey and probably use that as filling but um this is for chicken the chicken option and maybe okay, we're thinking okay. of doing that with um, some steamed veg. How, what you gonna call it when you steam a vegetable and then put it on, on super cold water? Oh, you blanch it. Okay, yeah. And that my my um, my Misa was uh, my younger brother, my youngest brother mm. was watching uh, some um, some the worst kind of cooks, and he was watching the recipe, and he recommended that idea. Like, okay, let's steam some vegetables. Let's cook it and then put it to I don't know what it's called until you told me. Um and he also said the name. And okay, let's add let's put some broccoli, carrots, uh the yellow the, the white broccoli. Uh, um cauliflower. cauliflower. Okay, cauliflower. Mm -hmm. And all those things and uh you know you know, put it nice, nice and beautiful and um some peppers, you know, some different kinds of peppers and maybe some rice. By the way, my dad and I were practicing some rice. I was taking the lead, I messed up the rice. It's okay, bro. I added too little water and undercooked it. So, but I'm practicing. Mm, I, mm. I wanna, I wanna be a good un understanding, at least capable of cooking something. No, yeah, definitely, bro. I mean, nowadays it's a lot easier because you do have things with like rice cookers where mm -hmm. the measurements are already there, like on, on in the actual um uh, container where you cook the rice mm -hmm. or. It, it's sometimes a we used uh, to rice one. cooker right yeah. or the rice cooker has like an actual measuring cup that comes along with it where you can measure out both the rice and the water and it has like presets on like right on, on front of the rice cooker with the buttons where you just hit you know white rice or brown rice or whatever rice jasmine rice or whatnot and it tells you how much water should go into the into the rice cooker for you to have like really good quality or you know well-cooked rice so if you're going to do on a stovetop obviously it's a little different uh the rice is still going to come out delicious it's just that you have to be a little bit more wary of mm -hmm. uh, 
the your water, the water <laughs> but also the 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 actual temperature or like the amount of uh, heat that you're giving that you're turning on the the valve on right i probably or, put too little water i mean too too little heat because i remember like a i think it's a two to one right ratio uh one cup um, of one one bowl of rice is like two two of water well it depends it depends on the rice because if you are you doing regular white rice obviously it's gonna take not it's gonna take around like you said like maybe uh a two to one ratio or one to two somewhere around that range but if you're gonna have brown rice it requires a lot a little bit more water if you're doing jasmine rice it doesn't take that much water if you're doing um uh something like wild rice or something like that also it requires a, a little bit more water than you're usually putting in with the regular even more than brown rice. uh yeah it's roughly around the same because you have different grains like mixed mm. into the wild rice where the brown rice takes a little longer you need more water mm -hmm. the jasmine rice is a longer grain rice so it might require a different amount of water as well mm -hmm. um but usually the packaging tells you the amount of water obviously you wash your rice uh if you're doing like a uh, short grain or like a japanese like sushi rice it also requires a different uh, amount of water um and obviously more water usually your rice gets tends to get a little more sticky if you're gonna put it on uh well the depending on how high the heat you're gonna add to it right if you put mm -hmm. too much heat not enough water you're gonna scorch the bottom yeah. and yep. undercook your rice for me it was the other one it, it, it wasn't cooked enough and i put oh, it, so I, you're I, it yeah yep i was like dang it i still ate it though i still ate it because you know that's the thing that i i try to tell my baby brother misa uh, is that uh he whatever you make you you put in the grind you best eat it and learn from it absolutely yeah you live and you learn mm -hmm. and i find that like listening to podcast i probably was, shouldn't have been listening to podcasts <laughs> uh, <laughs> i just outed myself um but yeah it, it, it's it's not i'm not saying it's not relaxing but it's fun because it's a new thing that i'm trying and of course right. i take my time and all those things mm. but the chicken I'm gonna let that my dad to, my dad to do that yeah i mean again bro there's a lot of things that you can like i like using the oven a lot because not that it's just like simpler but you kind of like have that idea of okay i have a whatever you're gonna use right if you're gonna hmm. do vegetables or you're gonna do a protein wait, wait vegetables um, on in the oven yeah like roasted vegetables mm. 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 yeah you can definitely roast veggies in there uh you can broil something if you need to broil or if you want to turn if your oven has a convection feature on it mm -hmm, you can, mm -hmm. can turn it on and and use a convection feature to bake if you are going to make like a baked good or something like that like a flan or something like that Ooh, ooh, talk to me more instead of saying <laughs> talk to me dirty talk to me food oh yes yes so those are like if you're gonna um bake if you're gonna make like garlic bread you can definitely use the oven probably be the best way <laughs> or the easier way i guess you can say yeah where I'm if you grill it yeah, i mean yeah, yeah. you get that nice char on it but oh you might not have enough i'm not space. i'm not brave enough i'm not brave enough for that well i'm again it really depends what type of meal you're trying to have maybe you're doing something 
Italian like Mediterranean or something Ooh. like that. Or if Ooh. you're going to do something, I don't know, if you're going to go like Mexican or even Indian food or something like that. Uh, like certain certain dishes require certain types of cooking uh, techniques and different types of I'm going to make videos, Alan, about you you doing different dishes. Today, I'm going to make blank food. Yes, and, I'll make know. a nice potato salad. <laughs> oh, oh, what's uh, the elbow, the, the macaroni salad? Yes, let's make a macaroni and cheese. <laughs> Yo, you, you say this kiddingly, but you know, you just talk to me smoothly like that and I'll, I'll best bet I'll be watching those videos like going to sleep. Mm. No, and, and again, I, I think everyone should try their hand at cooking at some point. It not, ain't easy. Not just because it's yeah, intimidating. Of course, but, but the thing is like, you benefit ultimately at the end because you are able to produce something that you can share with not only uh, yourself <laughs> but with yeah with everyone that you want to share with and there might be a dish that you're really good at mm-hmm. and it, it could be one of those like ace in the sleeve type of things that you can just whip out whenever you really need it not only to impress people but to actually benefit and eat yourself sunny side up eggs there you go that's my secret dish and you know what's great about doing just as simple as sunny side eggs yeah. you can put that on toast or you can on make rice yeah rice or you can use it as part of your bacon egg and cheese if you want you just give me an like idea that. eggs and rice you can't yeah. mess it up or or if you want to go the latino route right you can ha- make some beans some eggs uh queso fresco right nutritional wise beans yeah your name I, I like them. I like these legumes. Legumes? <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, just a heads up. This this is not a, like all facts. This is just our talk that we're not, oh, yeah, you know, health course. professionals, by the way. Nor are we, uh, ec- you know, economics uh, yeah, professors here. Yeah, we're not here. experts on anything. Yeah, I mean, this it's is not the financial. Podcast. Yeah. Right. This is not financial advice, nor is this uh, hearsay on, uh, <laughs> uh, right, of cooking no, we're just like sharing with you guys what we do and what we think. Yeah, hopefully in the future we can work on projects of just, you know, making pancakes, making, making pancakes or some eggs, you know, with the rice, some food, the food stuff, you know. I want. I, I do like that. I want to I learn from the sensei, I mean from Alan. Bro, what little I know, bro, I'm more than happy to share with anybody's. But, uh, yeah, I want to know something else that's being made in-house. Whoa, it's being made. Mexico is making electric cars in-house now. Oh, I saw the article or the video, rather, and that you sent me. And it's in their home state. Yes, yes. But uh, again, this is something that I obviously would would think that it would be a good move just because yeah. they've had industries in the state beforehand, which was Volkswagen. She was a, a, an engineer from their team from over there. Right, so it only makes sense. Like they have, I think. Hold up, let me. They have, me they have some sort of inkling of how, um, what's it called, a uh, an assembly line is and parts and stuff like that. All they really need to do is develop and and I guess nurture uh, nurture engineers. the workforce, the yeah, workforce nur- exactly, and the engineers that are developing the technology for these EVs. That is going to be awesome if and they're awesome able to. Part, it's a yeah. lady. Well, 
again i don't i don't care if it's a guy or a girl i care that they're actually doing something like instead of you know bumming it or or not doing anything about it i could care less if it's a guy or a girl i, okay, I just yeah, hope yeah. that i just hope that they get that off the off the ground and they're playing clean you know like n- none of these other companies that didn't pay taxes you know like i hope that obviously that they're doing things on the up and up you know mm-hmm. on the books because like unfortunately over there it doesn't matter if you're a guy or a girl it it matters that you're doing things by the book because we've seen unfortunately that over there it doesn't matter if you're a female or a male uh you can be uh, the the thief that's stealing everyone's you know lunch thieving doesn't discriminate <laughs> absolutely not and that's why i i could care less if if the if the head honcho there is a female like great but you know do let the numbers do, speak not your yeah, not do, your yeah let the work speak for itself do your thing and do it right like if you're a girl great if you're a guy great just get it done because what i want to see is innovation and industries grow and it supports the country yeah absolutely that that's what i want to see rise like, up rise up yeah because look if people start if people start using that type of technology and start using that type of um that industry to to replicate in other states that would be awesome and other product services yeah of course because then you get to the point where uh you get to actually put something to good use for not only whoever is running the business but the country as a whole right and then you get to compete globally with people like tesla uh if you get your your information right you actually get to put a product out that competes with them and that's great for business and there's going to be overlap obviously but who gets to benefit or who wins at the end the consumer the customer the client the guest that's the person that actually wins because then you get to use great products that are ever uh ref- or that they're ever refining and making better for uh for everyone so that's what i think and i hope that that's a a running theme you know not only for that particular company of ev but like any company that's try that's trying their hand at these new innovative products um other than that i mean i what was another another thing that they were they were showing or doing oh they um, were doing everything in house assembling everything they, they were simple cars but just because it's because they're the certain level these these basic uh these basic designs i'm reading um uh, according to the video but more research let me read you i'll send i'll send you the link hold up let me show you the link so sure. you can we can read along you know let me sending the qr code now okay come to me reveal your secrets I cast this spell and sending. Okay. Let me know if you got it. <clears throat> hmm. Okay, did you get it? Not yet. Okay. Was this the email or was this No no no, uh... I just did the through the squad chat. Okay, okay. It's an article. Was it about the Pixel? The no, 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 no. It's a new one that I sent as of right now. Oh, I see. Okay, I it got says, it. It says, Mitalia, the Mexican electric car 
that wants to disrupt the market. Yes, yes, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, so so I'm gonna start reading from Puebla, Mexico. Mexico might soon have its own electric car, comma, much entirely made entirely with Mexican talent and uh, components. And behind it is a Mexican entrepreneur who wants to put Mexico on the world map of the of um, designing uh, vehicles of designing vehicles. Mm-hmm. His dream is to build the first 100% Mexican car, and if of his plans work. His what? Huh? If his plans work, we'll see the vehicles on the streets next year. There's hope that uh, it'll start the new data auto industry in Mexico. There's something in the bloodline. Can you read the bloodline part? Uh, a bloodline full of speed is the title right here. Yeah. It says uh, it's pouring in Puebla, Mexico, the capital city of the state with the same name. But rain won't stop Paul Ortiz who supervises the construction of a car prototype in a small workshop. Uh, this is a quote by, by I think, Polo. Uh, building, yep, yep. It says, this is in our genes. It's like a century-old tradition, uh, Paulo said. Cars run through the veins of his family. Like his father, he used to race cars. Uh, and now his son, Leopoldo, is taking the tradition to the next level and, and by building them. Uh, this is another quote. It says, uh, we are proudly a 100% Mexican. Polo said he is a consultant for his son's company's LM and TH, uh, which plans to bring to life light, compact electric cars to be sold by late 2020. All right, so hopefully he's projecting by the end of this year or by the end of uh, 2020. So, yeah, that something happened, unfortunately. Right. So it says, unfortunately, the Mexican governments are always looking towards the wrong direction. Polo said Uh, he said the current government is unfortunately focused on opening refineries instead of supporting environmentally friendly technologies. And his son shares some of his concerns, but also has faith or also his faith. Um, the car of the near future. Leopoldo Ortiz is CEO and founder of LMNTH. He decided to pass on the family passion to his daughter by naming the new car after her, Dalia. Uh, lucky name for our car. That's a quote from Leopoldo said. Uh, this is uh, another quote. This is the first car in the history of Mexico that we made from the design from the first sketches to the production of the prototypes. Dalia's birthplace, Puebla, is one of Mexico's oldest uh, bastions of the automotive industry with companies like Volkswagen and Audi, but its significance decreased as newer plants opened in other states like Guanajuato. Uh, But Leopoldo said Puebla is the only state where the industry can work on design and manufacturing rather than just in production lines uh you want me to keep reading no 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 we can share this in the notes later to anyone okay to anyone. okay yeah, yeah so, so if people are interested yeah you can definitely check out the the show notes or the video oh, <laughs> right and what i can gather from this is that obviously yeah that they're, they're gonna be these um i guess you can say these uh, conflict of interest whether this is gonna take off or not being that and and i think this was a conversation we had in in a another podcast re- mm-hmm. recording 
um, where it, the infrastructure isn't quite there yet for EVs to be a something that people can adopt. And obviously, I didn't read the whole article, but uh, it stands to reason that, you know, trying to uh, start this from scratch and then putting a price on that for people that uh, obviously um, don't have the means to pay for certain technologies that is, as it is. I mean, everything is being sourced, hopefully, uh, as the article shows um, from Mexico, but I don't know how that's gonna equate to the, the bottom yeah yeah uh, uh, equate to how much is gonna it's gonna cost to the person that's buying it might be a good a uh, good price for them it might not even you know it might not even be on their on their scale of viability right um and this is one of the reasons why infrastructure is so important because you can have the latest and greatest and we see it in a lot of industries like the video game industry you can have a power like the dreamcast right the sega dreamcast was one of the <laughs> most technology technological advancements in in gaming in its generation um, right but the games kind of not but they kind of suck <laughs> another not another the- saying is that uh, uh um uh, amateurs speak about plans but pros speak about logistics to complete those plans so there has to be a full package like you're saying it just, it's not just the car is awesome what about the infrastructure you said is there right. is there support for it My, hopefully uh, uh, me being a hopeful thinker is that they're promoting the was out of the wazoo the the car but best bet there's other teams already working setting up electric uh stations and all those things right right and and this is i think this is a good step in the right direction mm-hmm. because no ob- yes. obviously yeah we're 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 thinking about it be uh, this way because we live in the u.s where it, we're in a first world country where electric uh, or ev vehicles are are not only accessible but you have plenty to choose from and the infrastructure is getting to the point where it's a it's a more viable option where if you don't want to use it or buy a gasoline car you can probably yes with a lot of especially with these prices right no of course and the process of you buying one you might have to get a loan to purchase this car right Make Whether it, it's it's a fact it's a fact right yeah. so because not not everybody obviously in the middle classes are gonna want to buy a tesla outright or a i don't know what toyota a toyota or a honda or a nissan a chevy volt or a chevy or whoever whatever other car manufacturer are coming out with their evs but look base starting line is like 650 grand or basically right. Well, and and think about it over there in Mexico infrastructure. It's if we if we're seeing that gasoline is is essentially part of the infrastructure of the U.S. I can only imagine countries where that is the only option. There is no such thing as you know having infrastructure for EVs quite yet. It's great. It's I a like step. The, yeah. in, I like the yeah 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 because yeah, that's exactly what's happening. <laughs> introducing this type of technology is great but now figuring out how to not only mesh it with the the corresponding or the infrastructure that's already set and it could possibly take it over at some point but you can't expect things to change overnight plus uh the price point of how these cars are going to get manufactured who's how, how are they 
gonna be priced for the common person right we want people to to um switch over to ev incentivize what are the incentives right i don't know but, if you've ever seen these in mexico but there's a bad stigma that uh a lot of people would just you know put little wires and you know yoink the electricity from the street and there were always some incidents of people killing themselves by accident because of wrong wiring those in spanish they're called diablos that you hook up some wires onto the generators or to the the, the hanging ones up top and people right. climb those poles and boom putting their their put in their uh, their cable and you know get their house there and granted it's not a big house they're not getting wi-fi or anything they're just having like uh, electricity to turn on the, uh, one light bulb in in their house or or watch the tv and that's it the good thing over there in mexico is in um, some areas you don't have to worry about sustaining uh winter like lower freezing temperatures it still gets cold don't don't underestimate me that but um but the electrical it's not a system is kind of mature but there's a lot of people that like to work around it's part of the culture to try to find the work around if you will on with your own two hands and sometimes it's not like you oh you bribe someone that's 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 like number two number one is if you can do it with your own hands do it well i don't think it's necessarily culture i think it's a bad habit that people have oh Be- <laughs> yeah i wouldn't call it part of the culture i would i would more than anything else call it a bad habit that people have and it and this is like the polemic, right? Mm-hmm. We understand this to be true because obviously it's been a long time where corruption has been. La mordida. Present. Being hungry, yeah. people are hungry. It, the hunger is real. And yeah. it, it, sometimes people are going to have to do what they can t- to be able to survive. And if that means, to your point, stealing electricity, because that's what we, we have to call it what it is, right? They can. They can give it a nickname no matter how cute even stealing people. gas there was an explosion in uh in not in our hometown in uh in one of the towns from puebla to our hometown because people were you know yoinking gas from the right. from the line and it blew up on them so again these are the things that that make uh headline news right and it's what's unfortunate the ro- what's the root cause though <laughs> they were right. stealing they, they were stealing i mean uh, w- whatever starts wrong ends wrong right you yeah. can't expect you can't expect two wrongs to make a right mm-hmm. and and unfortunately right we have to figure out how how to rehabilitate people in order for them to not be stuck in that bad habit of stealing because obviously the hunger is real so this is a great way like putting people to work and giving them incentives for them to actually work towards an actual future mm-hmm. so they don't have to be put in that headspace or that position or situation mm-hmm. for them thinking that it, it it's acceptable or it's the only way they they know or should know how to you know get by mm-hmm. because stealing isn't the answer right because mm-hmm. then there's no growth and then no, you, you just a, you just grind day by day. Yeah, and then you have that generational bad habit where it's like, well, my great grandfather stole, my grandfather stole, my dad stole, and now I steal. I'm it's here, like, like it's I'm still alive. I'm here right, thanks at, to them stealing. 
and and the thing it's like yeah exactly so they see as like it's the way of life and it's no it's not part of the culture it's just they were placed in that situation and and not to say that there's people that even if they're 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 well off they don't steal obviously people steal to steal sometimes everyone right? in the world people steal but exactly and, yeah the, i mean this is the first-hand experience that we have in that country and and again unfortunately right we're looking at looking at it from the outside in because we don't live there on a daily basis we we've visited there or we live there for a short time or in even your me case, living there for like seven years right you you had a first hand um you know first hand uh example of how things can go from bad to worse in a just, lot of situations just just as an example right uh going to school those kids were even like that education system yo they're smart okay out of out, uh, compared to the us I have, i've already touted this a bunch of times in the podcast but i will right. continue to tout it every single one of those kids are uh, we've been learning like high school stuff when i was in high school in middle school like it's a default you gotta know chemistry like everything that i learned in high school i didn't learn anything new in high school i just learned how to properly say better words you know in prim and proper and maybe socialize a little bit better but in uh in middle school yo it everyone it was a competition and it was it was it was fun it was fun you like the competition like um and the thing that you have over here is the discipline like over there you do it fast you get it done quick and the ends justify the means if you will nobody catches you aka you know getting yourself being slick you're done have a nice day and uh and but you did it with your own two hands and then um but that that drive because they have that that situation imagine if they have the proper not incentive because that's what they have they're hungry they have the incentive right. if they have the proper path i want to say i don't know how to explain that well i i look at it where if they have the means to actually pay for that schooling because uh, um it, i went to all, public <laughs> this is yeah, all in public <laughs> right but you still pay for you still pay for your for your schooling yeah. it's very different from over here where it's state uh, oh run. yeah get what just i'm saying as, as a cal- rough calculation i made how much the country just spent on me as a as a citizen as a ki- youngling it was calculated that each si- country uh, just the u.s on their on their on their um students uh, roughly roughly spend 10 million dollars from birth to to um high school minimum a 10 million dollars and then and then it goes up if you go to private school if your parents you know send you to other kinds of education systems but the baseline is 10 million i'm like what the heck right so uh, and again that is something very different from other countries where a school is state-sponsored and you basically from k to 12 you are basically going to a state institution where you're being taught a curriculum that was basically made by you know a handful of selected people and the updates are kind of slow <laughs> and, over here uh, over there over here oh, but, I, and I, then that's pretty cutthroat just to make any changes it's well it, it's they, cutthroat they fight change i i they would say change, yeah I, I would say it's cutthroat as far as like and bureaucratic 
yeah there you go as far as like people trying to make changes because uh, the schools or yeah this they have a system in place or more than anything they have a union in place that basically it doesn't want change they want to be the people that are in control and they're always fighting for control where over there it's a lot different because you you pay for your schooling right so from the outfit that you wear to the books that you the use uniform, yeah. to the food that you eat and even to a certain extent uh the school that you attend right you pick the school if you're if you're gonna pay for your schooling it's basically what teacher uh the principal and everybody in between are getting paid mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's coming out of your pocket directly right so it's a lot different it's a lot different uh structure it's a lot different Differently structured than what you have here in the U.S. Now, this is one of the reasons why, on on a on a basic level, math and uh, language arts and things of that nature, are, social studies, right, are are taught in such a way that people actually learn it because it the there is no real, I want to say, state sponsored curriculum over that, there, over here, over there. It's like they have. It's like they're going to teach you math, not with like uh, uh, Sally went to, you know, went to the store. That's three. That's three kilometers yeah. away. She took her bike at pedaling at a five per, like mile per hour. Like they don't do those things. They're like, no, they go for math. They yeah. go for math. They're not going to give you a story. They're 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 strictly there to teach you what you need to learn. And that like, is uh, a benefit because then you get to learn what you need to learn. So. An example. Can I give an example? One time, the teacher, the math teacher, was also the principal, right, of the school. And okay. this and this this rule of principalship was changed on a, a yearly basis. I think they, all the teachers were made a vote, and one of those teachers not only was a teacher but also became the the principal. And okay. uh, every year there was voting, but you know, the year that I went to this middle school, uh, my math teacher was the principal. You know, he came in. And he's like, okay, today I'm going to teach you math, right? Me, first year. This middle school is divided in three years over there. First, second, and third. So um, you, you're going into middle school. And I started over there in fourth, halfway through fourth grade. Or halfway mm. through fifth grade, I think. And finished fifth grade over there and then went through sixth grade. And then went to, um, and then went to first year of middle school. Right. So in middle school. Uh, first year, you know, we're going to do math, all those things, math, 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 okay? Oh, this is a new new thing, first year of middle school. We're going to do Pythagorean theorem. So, uh, hey, uh, let me bring a second year as a teacher, as a, an instructor. You know, let me give her a test evaluating her. T- let's see how she teaches you and ask her, ask everyone questions. Okay, her name was Bonnie, right? Her name is, uh, uh, what's, her nickname was Bonnie, right? Okay. Or Bunny, if you will, in English. Um, um bunny uh-huh. you say yeah <laughs> and uh she she came in okay uh, uh i forgot her name but her nickname uh bunny uh bonnie uh can you please uh give an example of um of uh, uh, Pythag- uh pythagorean theorem okay sure she did the math and all those things she gave the triangle the right angle all those things right okay and uh and uh what is it um B uh, negative B plus or minus the square root of B squared minus all those things, right? And right, she's like, right. 
yes, yes. And any questions? Everyone in the class asks. And, the, and she, and I imagine in her head, she just cussed like, fuck. Okay, let's go. Ask me. And everyone was asking her, okay, what's this? What's that? Like, and my head was spinning like, what the heck, man? And no stories, no Fs, no, no workarounds. Full on numbers. This is the numbers right here, right there. Like, you got to know it up, down, left, right, in, out. Like three, like a cube. There you go. Have a nice day. Right, like right. That right. was the New Yorker style on the streets, but they were giving to you in class. Yeah, no, and, and those are the those like the simple differences that I I've noticed. We see that on the streets here in New York, though, and they don't teach it on the schools. Well, I think it's very different as well because it's uh, the not. Yeah. Well, when I say like the basics, yeah. it's like. I would say the basics are those essential things like math, history, language. Um, what's another one that we social usually studies. go through? Right, like geography, social studies, geography, and stuff like that. Yes, yes. Some sort Chemistry. of science, right? Some sort of science, Physics. whether it be uh, uh, biology or chemistry or something of that nature. Mm -hmm. um, and there were no extracurricular like you being in, in right. honors class. Ten, you're you're a hundred. You're a hundred for a reason. Have a nice day. Right, unless you, I mean, unless extracurriculars were like uh, some sort of sport that you did. Yeah, yeah. That might be, or even like a vocational type of school that you would do on the side. But you know what I mean over over, over here that, yo, everyone, look at this. This is the honor class, you know, the honor group. And like the names are on this right. board, honor. No, right. Uh, you Those were, are... that, that was, you don't do that pageantry over there. You get an A, you get an A, you're an A for a reason. Have a nice day. Right. Though that's the reason why I say it. it's like it's a lot more cut and dry mm -hmm. over there. We're over here. It's like they everyone have, wants to Yeah, be you have your there's there's always levels to it. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately it, it muddles what what little I guess organization or not organization organization. More like uh essential, you know, basics that you need to learn. Right? So you have all these extracurriculars that pageantry. Right, that maybe help you in the long run. Maybe they don't. But um, again, this is where the the basics uh, basically are taught. And if if you're a good student, because you can be a good student in a bad school, like you can be a good student in, in a good school, you're still a good student because you're you're willing to learn, you're mm -hmm. willing to to look for the information, and study. Right, you know, mm -hmm. it's pushing you where the where where that comes into conflict is where um maybe you don't have the right tools or the right teacher to show you or teach you and now you're kind of put in that in between a rock and a hard place to try to figure out these type of things uh look for a teacher that might be able to show your teacher or material mm -hmm. materials to to show you or teach you um and then once that that situation is kind of like fixed uh that might mean that you need to spend money on a tutor or something or uh, over here over here yeah because unfortunately like we have a lot of special little yeah. classes right if you don't know the language they put you in esol classes right mm -hmm. or if you don't know uh, if you're if you're having trouble with certain um, classes like math, they'll have a lab for you, right? Or if you're struggling with science or Eng English language arts, they'll have a lab a lab for you for you to actually uh, have an extra class of that uh, 
whatever it is, that subject, so you can better. Uh, can I interrupt better, you real quick? Yeah. Like, I think you, uh, your brother, Eggy, and mm. myself, I think Eggy and I were the last generation of that style of schooling that you had. Because bef- after me, uh, my middle brother, Moy, had a different style of, of categorization. And then Misa is, I think, still another layer different. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're. I definitely understand what you're talking about. It went from bad to worse. Like math A to math. Remember those things? Yes, math, yes, math yes. A, math B, and that was it, right? And they taught a lot of things in there. But then my my brother Moy had uh, had his first year with trigonometry, uh, statistics, lo- logistics, all those things, kind of subcategories as a course. You're way uh, uh, my head. My head, obviously. You're wasting your time. You're gonna need to know this. Like, uh, why are you padding it out? You need this punch. Oh, people aren't learning fast enough. Then they're not good. They're not investing the time to learn. Right. That's like, like they're even more. If, if I thought this, the course that I took back in 2000, when I graduated 2010, was easy or not like too padded, imagine everything else now. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. And that was one of the major issues that came out of, um, I think, the Bill Clinton administration, No Child Left Behind act that he it, did, um, it probably did right it changed so, yeah it didn't help anyone uh so they it like so people didn't uh feel like, like um, fudge the numbers out. if you will yeah yeah no so it, it, even if you failed they didn't want you to miss out on not being with your friends in the next uh sounds like the numbers things for for the money though if we're, if we're thinking cold and calculated just the numbers well, essentially the what cash. they essentially what happened is that you basically graduated or you gave a pass to everybody even if they were illiterate they needed to the learn basics right so they didn't quite learn everything that they were supposed to and they gave them a pass and the that, workforce suffers of course everything suffers after the fact and unfortunately those are the type of things that really affect not maybe in in like a year but that's going to affect in the next 5 10 15 20 30 so do you years think they did that to invest on the optics of no child left behind you remember the marketing for that right and then mm-hmm. um and then they're paying for it with the workforce not being up to snuff well yeah, because you you basically see, and, and again, this all goes speculation back to, on yeah. right, and this all goes back to the type of uh, situation we live in, where nowadays you might not be the brightest person as far as like book smarts, but if you're entertaining enough, or you have some sort of niche or some sort of knowledge that that comes easy to you, or you're very into a certain type of. Uh, you know situation that you're able to maybe not eloquently put it into words but you're able to kind of like explain it produce it yeah right you can just record yourself with a smartphone and put it on youtube and voila you are in business you can basically (laughs) monetize now Now we can do that and you don't have to graduate i mean you pick any type of university right and well not even university you can actually monetize it more than anything like yeah you can learn quite a few things from it but obviously it's not like you're gonna get a doctorate from watching no right and then just like just like um and when i mean you can record it and and not only teach but learn things from it i'm talking about things that are like not out of the ordinary right like Khan academy an example right I'm, i'm talking about like vocational type of things or even um, like hobby type of things 
right? So uh, if you want to learn how to use uh, Photoshop, if you want to learn how to use a camera, <laughs> yeah. yep, yep. if you want to learn how to cook, if you want to learn how to be right a mechanic, here, right here. you're able to see certain things on YouTube where you can learn how to do certain things and you don't need to go to school to learn these things. You want to learn how to uh, produce music, right? Or you want to learn how to play an music instrument. Theory. Music theory. Okay. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Or yeah, music theory. Like you can learn how to do uh, a play an instrument, right? Uh, you can share your thoughts about something, give your opinion. A podcast? You can act, yeah, right. Or you learn can actually... Podcast. Yeah, or you can actually uh, review a certain product and or react will, to something. Right, and people will pay you to do this and you can monetize that. And you don't have to have a, a, a official title from any university to do that. Where if you want to be a doctor or a lawyer, you want to be STEM some sort field. of- Right, a STEM field, you kind of need, you should go to a university. You should, uh, unless you're going to go for those things, I would say go to the university. If you're not going to get those type of degrees, STEM, lawyer, doctor, then don't go. You're you're better off saving that money, not Imagine putting yourself a, a or your lawyer family. That, that went to YouTube University. Th that would be hilarious, but it wouldn't work. Yeah. Because when you would, you would have to take the bar exam and when you fail it, because you probably will fail it, <laughs> they're going to be like, where'd you go to school? to to learn it's like oh youtube yeah that's not gonna cut the mustard right there that's not it's not cutting it it's not just my engineering books i i i remember paying 300 bucks to those things and each year was different right and there was enough of a difference i don't want to i don't want to dox myself but i was in the oval office you know sitting in the porcelain right. throne and okay. uh and just reading and reading the the book right just to understand what's going on and i that, i turned that into a habit of uh of whenever i get a chance in the early in the morning go mm. like my newspaper read my engineering book okay what's new what's not new okay i like this okay good 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 and um that was the technical stuff on engineering those books were different enough each year that like um specifically the aeronautical one and there was things coming in each year the material sciences the science, the STEM, they they deferred enough. Even though some people would say it was a scam, oh, that 90, 80 to ninety percent was on the arts degree side, not on the STEM side. Yeah, and that's unfortunate because, like, uh, not not for nothing, but like the arts are great and all, but not everyone is meant to be an artist. You can have that as a hobby. Like, I think that that's great that you have a hobby of painting. If you have a hobby of making music if you have a hobby of like opera singing if you have a hobby of cooking you have a hobby of any planting you know or flower decorations that's great balloon decorations like that's great if you can monetize it in some way shape or form amazing great good for you you're able to be dedicated and have some sort of yeah no but more than anything have that discipline to actually go out and do something with your 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 um uh your time no 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 with your hobby there you go but more than anything else when when you go for stem when you go for uh being a doctor a lawyer those are the type of like those are the type of um of of professions where you 
are put in a situation where you should study, go to university. And if it costs money, yeah, it's going to cost money. But obviously, you would hope that that profession is going to pay for itself uh, faster than something that it, it essentially is a vocational type of um, or a hobby type of uh, profession or not even profession or might be just a job or a hobby. Question. How do you think that art universities then got their university degree, uh, like sort of certificate? How did that happen? That's a good question. I have no clue. All I know is that it gets to a point where, especially with the modern type of art, like it's all subjective, right? Yeah. It's like, what do you feel when you see this? Type? Like, if you feel like it, it, it yeah, and you see that little circle it, of colors, like that. Uh, I don't know what they mean by that. Like, what the, what? You know what I mean by col- that that color thing that they have like a like a board of colors. This is this. This is the cir- oh color wheel. The color oh, wheel. Oh, I see. I see. Like, there's a whole class on the color wheel, or there's a whole class on the blue spectrum. <clears throat> right. Right. I mean, again, those are the type of things that. I, I would say that to me is a hobby. Like it's great that you you're able to do that, and if you're good at it, great. If you're able to monetize on it, even you're better. Smart. <laughs> right, of course. But I think that one of the reasons why the U.S. Um, lacks, uh, I guess, not not anything artsy, it's lacking more of STEM. It's like we have a big population it should be that more people get into stem but unfortunately that's not the case and we're gonna see in the next few years how that's gonna actually be a hindrance for the country where look we're at the people have- that want to be youtubers as a kid sneak they saw that on youtube They're right like the second generation that observing the first generation of like the 2002s or 2003s like uh jack no not jack okay the other guy the the, the pewdiepie PewDiePie. He was a he was a college student that he said like you know what I don't like the grind. He was studying STEM I think in Switzerland, and uh, he said he was he was paying for his university, and he was working in a hot dog shop I think, and he saved enough. He's like, should I pay for another year of university or should I do what I like and play video games? Literally, you know, you know what I mean. Like it was a gamble, and right. And, and and it has a lot to do with his personality because hey, it's like there you go because look you can have the hobby of wanting to play video games a lot of people have that but it it's it's a it, big mark not everybody yeah not everybody is gonna have <laughs> that cachet of personality and hot takes that he has or what people like him or know him for to or in the uh, right time at the right place on the internet exactly exactly to monetize off of that pipe dream because that's what it really is yeah, um, his konoha village yeah basically because look uh, who's to say that anybody's gonna watch something and say you know what um on what I'm he s- wasn't doing it on a website he found out of you uh, he found right. out because it was a baby platform he's gonna say or people are gonna say you know what i'm gonna invest my time and money on this person if, so i can be entertained or whatnot entertained right? so, Yes. These are the things that people are, are kind of like looking, scouring YouTube for, right? And not everybody's going to be able to to do or replicate what PewDiePie or... Lightning in the bottle, yeah. Yeah, or anybody else that, that are considered, like I guess you can say, YouTube famous. Uh, they're not going to be able to replicate that. Not in... 
as far as like okay maybe they have something similar but it's not going to be the same and i would say again if you're able to monetize on it great but if you're not you know you should kind of like have a plan a and let your hobby be a plan b but don't make your plan b uh, or your hobby your plan a without even trying your plan a first right not to say that you know um you can do both at the same time which would be awesome because then you put yourself in a situation where you you can double double dip dip. (laughs) that's the word of the day double dip (laughs) right and double dip to victory that's the title right there okay sounds good okay i like it okay and i would say like okay if you are the type of person that says well you know alan i don't think you're right i think that people should pursue their passion okay pursue your passion but then don't look for handouts when okay. <laughs> unfortunately your passion doesn't quite pan out the way you thought it was right and that's what happens a lot of the times yeah you you're you're and it kind of reminds me of what reggie casual was saying in his um his video about fashion where it's so much ego sometimes people have where you only design your clothes or your shirt or your logo and then you kind of have that chip on your shoulder where you're like hey i made it so you should love it (laughs) when in reality it's like if they like it they like it if they don't they don't that's not up to you right so you get out of your ego and and make something high horse yeah make something that's dope and you know be not only considerate but be um how can i put it be intentional with what you're doing in order for people to actually you know mess with it that would probably be the best way of going about it but don't assume that people are going to just love it because you made it okay <laughs> if that were the case then <laughs> everybody or, should love everyone you? right who, exactly who, who, who are you so though and that's what i kind of think as far as like with the um, the not the stem field uh doctor and lawyer type of uh fields that people usually tend to to gravitate towards and again it for that person that 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 thinks that okay doing a um hobby is might be something they want to do try it out see if you can be the type of person that keeps a schedule is you know rising and grinding right and if you can keep up with that demand it's not a nine to five it's a from when i wake up to when i go to bed type of a grind right here and it's right here it, over here it's it's difficult it's not easy but it's if on a certain to, path you got to put in the extra right. effort and if you think that you're going to be the type of person that keeps yourself accountable then I would say, okay, maybe you have something there. But if you're going to do it for like a couple of weeks and say, I give up, I don't want to do it anymore. It's too hard or I'll do it when yes, I can. It is hard. It, it, it is, is hard. hard. It's supposed to be hard. It's yeah, nothing easy. Nothing worth having is easy. Exactly. And this is the reason why I say sometimes the hobby route or your passion, it's like, it's great. Okay. You have a passion that doesn't equate to much when you don't want to follow through. Mm-hmm. And, and if you follow through, I like that. Right. Yeah. Or when you half-ass it, you're going to get half-ass results. Yeah. 
just as simple as that yeah whatchamacallit the and i going back to the the mexico thing so hopefully this entire endeavor isn't half-assed you know right exactly and 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 just to just to end with this 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 segment it's like um unfortunately because in mexico a lot of people aren't in the same i guess you can say tax bracket as other people you know that have uh, a little bit more money it's tougher after you know you graduate high school to try to get to a university because there not only do you have to have really good grades but you have to have money to actually go to school there you can be a genius but if you don't got money yeah and there's no and there's very compared to the u.s there's a bigger limitation on um someone sponsoring you or you getting some sort of scholarship even there's no thing as loan over there it's very difficult if there is there's it's few and far between like you heard my dad's story right no i haven't but i i um what's it called i know for a fact that over there universities are great and all but like in many things you're the university outside for whatever reason right unless you're in going to university in like places like london or something like that or even maybe france or whatnot Mm -hmm. um uh going to university outside the u.s is it's very difficult for your for you to get your your degree uh authorized or kind of like evaluated by the u.s and say okay you were a lawyer you were a doctor over there well now you can be a doctor here like you have to kind of pass the bar or something equivalent right right to to actually practice what you were doing over in your country so that that is a setback for a lot of people where unfortunately i mean there's people that have worked in the industry that isn't their forte because they weren't able to work in the industry they had previously studied and graduated from from their country so just think about a lawyer being a dishwasher at a restaurant because you know they're not able to practice because they don't have the proper paperwork or whatnot and that's unfortunate that's unfortunate so uh, it, it's a lot different and i think that there's a lot of changes that both that different countries could be making in order for them to be more competitive which would be nice it's like not not just the artsy fartsy things are great but i think stem is something that people should look into not only in this country but in other countries as well in order for there to be some sort of growth and that's what i would highly encourage people to do and if you have a passion awesome great if you can monetize that follow through follow through that's great nobody's stopping you to do your passion but you're saying double dip man double dip i would support your passion support your passion with the stem yeah and if you're able to monetize more with that than what you went to college then hey now you have options i would say now you have the option because you got the monetary support yeah right because now you're able to have options and pick and choose and that's always a good thing yeah oh and uh now to another one to the electrical ev the volkswagen buzz with that buzz let's go to the electric car buzz from volkswagen have you heard about that I haven't. No. You know what the VW bus, the bus, el com, the Mexican uh, combi. Remember in Mexico? Yes. The, that that uh, uh VW bus. Mm-hmm. They're making an electric version of that. That's funny. 
but they're <laughs> making it just as big and all those things and uh it's gonna be electric that's gonna be a wild <laughs> thing to see yeah I'm, I'm excited to see those over here in 2023 like oh look at the vw i remember mexico they're still running the 70s one and the 60s one over there they're they're using them as you know because they're small and big enough and small enough to run the roads over there on the roads without any issue well i think it's because of the accessibility as well right because they yeah. they were they had the what's it called the assembly line down there they so, still do yep yeah so i i imagine that that's why they, the infrastructure they, yeah they got in they they were popular because it was accessible not to not to say that they weren't you know great you know vehicles or whatnot but obviously once you start having that competition like being that volkswagen is a german car right or german manufactured car mm -hmm. uh you have <clears throat> cars coming in like ford or like chevrolet that are pickup trucks right that are very toyotas over there are infamous sought after um and when the japanese manufacturing came through like the hondas like the nissans like the toyotas right and mm -hmm. then now we have like that influx of like korean cars and stuff like Hyundai. that hyundai's right yes yeah the yeah kias. definitely the kias right right um now, now hopefully you see, the mexican electric car well i i was that's great and all but i don't i don't know if you remember um i, I think mexico was trying to make a like the i don't know if it was like a, a, a single person or if it was like an actual group that they were trying to make uh, the first um mexican supercar no way yeah i forgot it was a couple years ago yeah it was continue, like continue. it had like uh the body of like i want to say like a maybe like a lotus or a mclaren or something like that but it, it was it was something that that people were and i think they actually had a a demo that they were able to 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 actually um a prototype they were actually able to drive and whatnot and i don't know if ever picked off the ground or whatever but it, it's it's nice and it's a great idea to try to get involved in those type of things or at least that the country of mexico and the people the residents and the citizens of that country to actually you know do things like that because it's it's great get yourself involved in different type of industries and be competitive on the world stage that's awesome and i would suggest that to any other any country for that matter whether you're in central america south america you know whatever continent you live on like in whatever country if you're able or to whatever do that, industry yeah make yourself yeah make yourself not only um what's it called make yourself indispensable or make yourself more than anything else like uh competitive because you're going to be able to to fetch a bigger price when you know you start um going to job interviews or you start you know getting uh some sort of contract going on with a company that's always a good look um but yeah that that's something that i remembered um besides the ev stuff um so marcus you want to move it to the to the last uh part let's go go for it um what do you want to what do you, what do you want to end on what topic do you want to end on mm, let's go for food and then i met the same time hold up let me put it in <laughs> let me put it in okay okay uh uh let's see uh here we go here we go now ladies and gentlemen welcome 
to the anime segment. It's anime, y'all. Yes. With a touch of food. Yes. I can't believe they didn't do this earlier. They've done it with ice cream. They've done it with different things, with cakes, with uh, Demon Slayer. Mm. But now there's delicious fruits. fruits. You say? Brought to you by One Piece. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh <laughs> wait, huh? I, I was confused. I, <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> hey, I, I can't wait for that collaboration. Fruit of the Loom, bring brought to you by One Piece and Jordan. <laughs> yes. Oh, get some help. <laughs> Please get some help. But so, what do you well, think about that um that product line that they're trying to sell the fruit fruit the fruit fruits versions from One Piece? Yeah, I thought it was like bubble gum, no, or am I mistaken? I think it is. Let me let me collaborate with that. Let me elaborate. Mm, let's see. Let's see. Uh, here it is. Let's see. Uh, uh, where it is? Where it is? Here it is. Open up. It's a video. It's not a video. Oof. Um. It is the. It says this aloof. Okay. Uh, may or may not make your limbs stretch. Okay, I like that <laughs> disclaimer. Okay. Luffy absolutely will be a dessert you'll never forget. Hmm. Oh, so it's a dessert. It's cake. I like cake. Do you yeah. like cakes? All the time. Well, I oh. like cupcakes. Okay. I wasn't talking that kind of cake. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to answering the call to adventure, you could say that Monkey D. Luffy protagonist of the anime Juan Peace. That should be the spin-off Juan Peace. That should be the Mexican version, right? <laughs> yeah. I can't wait for the cosplayers. No, but interestingly enough, bro, it's like uh what was it? I think Cinco de Mayo mm -hmm. uh fell on a what? Was it a Wednesday or Tuesday? Yeah, uh Thursday, I think. What am what, I saying? Uh, Let me double check. Hold up. Today's the seventh. Calendar. Yeah. Today's seventh. Yesterday was uh Thursday. Uh Thursday. It was a Thursday. No, yeah. yesterday, yesterday was the 6th, which was a Thursday. Yeah. Oh, I mean, Friday, right? Yeah, Friday was the 6th and Thursday right. was the 5th. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. Right. So, um, not only was it Cinco de Mayo, it was also... And happy Cinco de Mayo, belated Cinco de Mayo to everybody, right? Mm -hmm. And um, But also, it was Luffy's birthday on the 5th. Nice. And it was also the quintessential quintuplets birthday on Beautiful. the Beautiful. Couldn't ask for better cake there. And then also it was uh, Children's Day in Japan on the 5th. They need that. They really need that. <laughs> so a lot of things going on, on the 5th, right? Yes. And um, uh, That's I why saw the law says I plead the 5th. <laughs> interesting. Interesting. Of course. It has to be. So on top of it being Cinco de Mayo, uh, we also had Luffy's birthday and I was able to find this article while uh, basically looking into uh, all the other stuff going on and it leading up to the announcement of uh, the new One Piece movie uh, that features or is a focal point of uh, red haired Shanks. <coughs> mm -hmm. 
and I think it's going to be super dope. Obviously, the cake looks delicious, and like the article says, uh, well, thank you. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't uh, necessarily mean your arms and legs are going to stretch, but you can definitely have a nice piece of cake. So, what do you think about it, Marcos? Mm. Couldn't ask for something better. Uh, you know, you, uh, me thinking of a of an anime connoisseur, if you allow, I would say bring it bring more i can't get enough of this uh more promotion uh like the food it, that's both the thing that i love food and anime and you know everything in between and absolutely yes and i can't ask for something better very good sir very good cupcakes and strawberries and chocolate what is it strawberry <laughs> oh ichigo bro <laughs> what it's not strawberry <laughs> Absolutely not. How dare you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not strawberry. Uh, what's coffee? Uh, coffee. <laughs> uh, what's, what was the other one? What's chocolate? I think? No. No, it was... Oh, I forgot, bro. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah definitely, definitely. But I forgot what, what other ones they mentioned. cake. What's cake? Uh, cakey, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. And then what's strawberry? Uh, Is it strawberry? strawberry? No, it's no. Ichigo, you jerk. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> yup, yup, yup. Um, yeah, I can't wait until they they get an entire. There's gonna be an entire line of this bet, not only this one. Well, also I I've been seeing people posting on on the interwebs, uh, cake in a cup, and they're selling it from a vending machine, <laughs> which is crazy. Hey, that is smart. Hey, bro, if if we were able to put something up over here where you can have like uh, vending machines, like we got not sandwiches. on every every corner, but uh, you know, having these type of different types of vending machines, that would be awesome. That would be really dope. But Be- unfortunately, we're America. Best bet there's gonna be people like kicking them or tackling them. Yeah, yeah. People are not the did most. Did you ever did you ever hear about Friendbot, the one that crossed from East Coast to West Coast on Canada without no. any issues, but on, on in the U.S. it didn't even make it out of Philly. No, I saw. Wow. I mean, you know how they found them. How they, they found him stabbed. Guy. They found him oh, hit no. with a concussion. They found him the way that he does it. He used GPS to follow the roads and give you know a, a thumb to see if it, they could give him a hike, right, so he can move faster. Right. And it had like a little speaker, pre-recorded speaker, like I'm going this way. Do you think you can take me off this point? Sure, I can take you this far, and you could take him like as much far west that you could. Sounds super dangerous. <laughs> it was just a little robot with a GPS signal, all those things, right? And uh, once they noticed that it wasn't moving for three days, or I think three days, like the, the, the same thing when people go hiking, if you're lost for 72 hours, I think, you don't they, report in. Right, they do a search party for you or something <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah, and this was a, a, a degree project for university students in Canada. They did it in, in Canada as a degree project. It made it without any issues from east to west. And then on on the United States, it started. I think the problem was that they started in Philly. Maybe I mean, uh, it is the city of brotherly love, though. Brothers, just like <laughs> brothers, rise up and beat the metal out of the, the bolts out of this bot. <laughs> oh no! And yeah, they found them right. They found them stabbed two times. They found them uh, hit with a bat, a concussion, like something like a bat with a blunt That's force trauma. Crazy. And then they found them stabbed again, like at least four more times. Oh no! Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's tough stuff, bro. Life was hard. Is hard for a bot. It sure is. But continue. Sorry, like vending machines, though. 
yeah that would have been awesome if we can get something like that um there's all sorts of them and it kind of also reminds me of like the auto mats from like back in the day the so. burger the burger vending machine in jersey oh yeah that too <laughs> that's another one yeah best bet it's gonna be something like fast food like hamburgers that has to be american though um uh, hamburgers uh, pocket pizzas <laughs> pocket pizzas pocket pizzas hot pockets you mean uh, uh, that too <laughs> what else pa- um, pancake something like that like like in oh, the vending man. machine service you know That's how in mexico true. they yes. do that fast as well it's and they make your pancake pocket pancake <laughs> really just- they make pancakes over there like really quick yeah, they make them pretty good. They didn't do Bisquick style like over here, but uh, it was it was a guy. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. You know what I've been like feeding to have? Mm-hmm. It would be like one of those like Japanese style pancakes, like super fluffy, like oh, like the the, yeah, um, I, the Japanese one in uh, by our home yeah, street, like, right? Like souffle. Yeah, and in, in the in, like wrapped up, right? No, no, no. Those are crepes. Oh, crepes. Sorry, that's a French no, thing. No. Yeah, no, it's a, uh, the store is like a Japanese style crepes, but um, I'm talking about like uh, pancakes. They're like souffle pancakes. They're very fluffy. I, I'm going to have to show you uh, some sort of image or something like that. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, there are Japanese style pancakes that they're like super fluffy. They're like, uh, I think they whip the, the whites of the eggs. Whip, you say? So, yeah, in order for it to get that like that decadent kind of look to it that very fluffy airy like cloud almost type of uh texture yes sir and um yeah those that's something i i, I kind of want to try <laughs> okay yes sir yes sir but yeah so mm. would you go for uh, a cake that's uh a fruit and what would you want either a cake sized uh, g- uh fruit of those devil fruit powers from one piece or would you go like a m&ms or like a, f- a gushers what about gushers fruit one piece edition how about that dude i don't even know like i would probably like being that there's a lot of uh these themed restaurants over there in jp kind of makes me want to um go to one like the the jujitsu kaisen uh movie zero the jojo cafe. one oh or the jojo one right or i am pretty sure there's a one piece one there has to um, be uh, the sao one the was, quintessential one yes yes all that has to be the dope. name the quintessential bar <laughs> or the quintessential <laughs> diner probably i don't know i don't think they do diners um i think it's more that's cafe, more of a, I mean, sorry. yeah cafes are, are definitely uh there's thing over there with like specialty drinks and specialty like um uh food offerings that they mm. do mm-hmm. which that would be awesome i would definitely want to go to one of those uh i think right now mcdonald's has like an ultraman burger Ooh. uh yeah so oh it's very interesting to go Is to different like countries five guys burger I don't know. I like um it it's interesting going to other countries and seeing what their the Shake Shack one. Yeah, like going to to their to their um to like their McDonald's or Burger King or whatever KFC and seeing what they have as far as like different food offerings that they they serve uh for their communities and and, and like the countries that they reside in 
where over here it's very plain Jane, right? It's very like it's uh, a staple, man. You can't well, mess up with something that's good already. Nah, dude. Like I, I would. <laughs> I'm playing. Like I, I, there's certain items that I would want them to like have over here that might be surprisingly delicious for a lot of people. But mm, I don't. Delicious. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why they don't try their hand at you know. Uh, sharing some of that like even the sauces for like their chicken nuggets or the fries they're very rare console. over here yeah they're very rare over here it's, it's like the, the most we get like yeah the most we get is probably like the what was it the, like the bts sauce and the, the collaboration ones and yeah. the thoughty sauce or whatever the what? case was the, from what was it? Say again? Popeyes what? Huh? or something what <laughs> What was that? And, Can you um, repeat that? I, I think you heard me. I think okay. you heard me. Um, and what else? It the was Szechuan. like, um, yes. And I think it was, uh, I think Shake Shack had like the the bulgogi burger or something like Bless that. Or, yes, thank you. Uh, or it was the gochujang sauce that they had. Mm. But I mean, I digress. There's there's a couple of things that they might do, but it's it's not enough. It's not yeah, enough. Yeah, I mean, like over here, the drinks they didn't have. They did have a lot of collaborations, like a Pepsi Crystal, Coca Cola, Cherry. That's too simple. That's too based uh, basic. Yeah, Even I mean, special and that's editions. just drinks. That's just drinks. I, I'm talking more about like the actual food, food dishes. Yeah, like over there, they have like. Um, you know how they have the french fries in the pouch where you can put seasoning on in it and french just shake on a pouch yeah like they'll they'll give you the, your french fries and they have a pouch with s special seasoning where you can season yeah you can season the fries that's a logistics thing like they had like black truffle sauce for for your burger or for your fries or for yeah. dipping which wendy's and i think there's a is truffles difference. good in your opinion in flavor well, it depends. I mean, if you're a truffle type of person, yeah, you know, if you don't like truffle, then nah. Okay. I, I personally like it. It's really a hit or miss depending on your palate. You might, mm. you might hear truffle and your mind automatically says, ooh, fancy. But then you try it and you're like, ooh, why does it taste not like, so good? Yeah, like, oh, this tastes like dirt or something like that. Right, exactly. Uh, there's a lot of people that don't like uni. So like Bless sea you. urchin. Oh, okay. Yes. And uh, a lot of people don't like the taste of it, but it's a very refined type of taste. I mean, it, again, not everybody's going to like it. I understand it tastes like the sea, like exploded in your mouth. Okay, I get it. <laughs> and um, nobody, not, not everyone needs puffer fish either. Right. But but even when it's prepared, it's like you get such thin slices of the puffer fish of these like poisonous fish that you barely have any taste to it. So it's very bland. And then you could die from it. Yeah. And then Imagine there's all dying the, from the blandest flavor in the world. Like, oh, right. It's like the, it's unfortunately, it's like that, that, that's a secondary effect. <laughs> if you don't, they don't prepare it correctly. Right. Um, other than that, bro, like I know, I remember Wendy's, it was Wendy's first kitchen over there. So were there it, Wendy's cosplayers? No, but they the made cafes over there had plenty they of, make up uh, for it. Yeah, but uh, it's it's like you want to go for a twenty dollar at that time twenty dollar you know bento uh, set that was uh, subpar at best. Now it could and, be like uh, what forty? Like yeah, I mean 40, and, 50 bucks. Well, I don't know. I mean, no, 
20 bucks like 20 usd oh it was roughly not in, not, oh i thought it was, oh my sorry yeah. 200 and it's like the the real draw there is like if you wanted to go see girls in maid costumes or there was a particular person or maid you that your, you wanted your, to go see then you get you your go. main you get your main form of nutrition visually you know <laughs> Right. And again, it's like, if you want to go that, like maybe going once just to say that you went is awesome. But like, so go there continuously because you think the food is great. Like, eh, you can go to other places, get a better, better food. That's for all I'm less. saying. Maybe not for here, less, but yeah. maybe that's pro- comparable for that price. And even over here, there was a maid cafe right in New York City. I remember going to that one. It was in... Uh, What's in, it called? Uh, Canar- 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 like it was in, yeah, it was like Canal around Street? Canal Street. Yeah. There you go. Canarsie. That's Canarsie. in Brooklyn, I think, isn't oh, it? Good Lord. Like right next to Dumbo. <laughs> oh. But yeah. How was that one? Was it okay? Expensive? It was interesting. It was, uh, pictures, well, pictures? To, to over there. I might have a picture. <laughs> I, might, like how I might share. I, f- <laughs> I feel like you're, you're grabbing your chin. Hmm. I, I might share with you guys. Yes, yes. I have to, you know, look for it. But yeah, I, can <laughs> I have feel you're looking like at it. You always have your katana next to you in your bed, you know. <laughs> yes, I, I am. Have you named it yet? I am s- slowly unsheathing my katana. Okay, oh, you no, can put I, your belt on. Okay, you don't no need to unsheath your sword. Yes, but it's necessary. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Not I don't yet. name. Not yet, not yet. You're patting, patting. Yes, yes, I am. Uh, I'm using the stone to sharpen it, yes. Okay. <laughs> no, but I, I haven't okay. named it. Why not? I don't know. I've never really thought about it. Why not name it, uh, Sue, like something, like, or, 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 or these hands. <laughs> I'm going to call it Hamtaro. <laughs> they, oh, okay, yeah. Or Godzilla. <laughs> Godzilla. <laughs> but yeah. I'm excited um, going back to, to the fruits. I'm not getting yes. fruity with it. Let's go Ooh. to the fruits though with the one piece though. Yeah. You ready? You ready? Yes. Would you aren't there, you can't buy those here in the US, can you? No, I don't think you can. Dang it. Dang it. Yeah, I Missed know. Opportunity. I know. I know, I know. And Golden Week was this week in Japan. So a lot of uh, a lot of good times, basically vacation or off time for a lot of people where people get to go out and about shop and spend time with the fam or with friends or whoever. Um, So, yeah, I remember being there for Golden Week and it was pretty awesome, bro. I mean, going to to like the the parks that they have they have a bunch of parks over there i'm talking about a bunch of parks it's like they're all scattered around tokyo mm-hmm. and with a lot I'm, of vending machines probably no actually it's very not that it's secluded but it's very it's really nice because like i don't i don't know if you've been to central park but um, for those that haven't gone to Central Park, it's it's really yeah. nice. It's like it's it's literally a park in the middle I of you were talking one of the biggest biggest cities. Well, over there, think about like Central Park, but like like little segments of Central Park scattered around Japan. And there's some parks that are obviously bigger than others, but it's really nice because you get you get that little escape from 
the big city going to the park and mm-hmm. just you know chilling hanging going out hang with the statue of balto <laughs> by the zoo <laughs> no 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 nothing like that i mean i have i didn't see anything like that but they they have really like cool little places to go and and when you step outside of the park and you go back into the city it's like you you're met with like shops or restaurants or ramen Made shops girls. and stuff like that uh not everywhere no but um if you go to certain places yeah you you can probably see something like that and a lot a lot of these people have like really like really different fashion senses than people that you commonly see over here so in the states so it, it's interesting to see people uh dressed up a little a little a little more different <laughs> or, or a lot more different sometimes okay you okay, okay there sir yeah i'm okay i was just like thinking like oh my god yes yes was like, oh, there was some things for my earbuds that fell off oh i see i see i got it i, I think one it. of the yeah. And one of the best things while I was here was the weather because it was springtime. Yeah. I that's probably the best time I, I would recommend people to like go visit is springtime. It's not too hot, not too cold. It's getting uh, there though. And and because it's it, it's like really uh, walk walking friendly over in, in Tokyo, I would say it's like one of the best times to be out and about over there. Just walk around, do your thing go shopping go eating have fun um visit yeah i mean once it opens i highly encourage people to go other than that bro like um i want to say like i remember a lot of the shops over there especially for like um the anime figure shops like you had like wall to wall like glass cases of people having like they rent little spots out to to resell their their figures yeah like say you buy a couple of figures and you're like i want to sell my figure i want to get rid of it because either i don't want it anymore i don't like it or whatever the the case is yeah whatever or you need the cash right so they'll 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 go to one of the stores and uh the store does basically sells it on their behalf i'm pretty sure they get some sort of kickback for for being you know the, the no middleman no doubt so um so yeah there's a lot of stores like that that are secondhand stores for for figures and they're pre-loved figures basically which is Best pretty dope evangelion's gonna be there rem's gonna be there no 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 they would oh, never yeah. people would never leave their rems dude the amount of figures people are reselling in secondhand shops is crazy. bananas bro bananas. in this economy probably well, right now I wouldn't know, but I'm pretty sure there there's quite a hefty uh, amount. And they can't of, leave the country that efficiently. I would have, I would have happily. It's, yeah, it's really it's really difficult because like a lot of people like using EMS to to get their stuff, but right now I think the there you're you got a better bet using DHL. So and mm-hmm. sometimes it might be more expensive. Sometimes it might be less expensive. It really depends on the item that you're you're trying to um buy and ship to you so yeah definitely something to to look out for yeah and with that outgoing shipment what do you say if we call yeah, it a night de- definitely bro yeah. sounds good to me thank you alan for coming into the another episode of well, thank 
you, Mr. Marcos. Yes. Another episode of another one. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, listeners, remember, these are some out of office episodes. And yeah, like hopefully Mr. J will come back. Right now he's in the study, so don't knock right, him right? because he's doing his masters. Let's respect the the grind. And hopefully we'll have a, a guest on our next recording as well. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Yes. Yes. Also, um, don't forget to get at us at our social <laughs> social media um, profiles. So Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, all mm-hmm. the other good stuff. Spotify. Definitely take the polls or you know firmly interact. grasp them. Yes. <laughs> And with that being said and done, guys, we will catch you on the next one. Peace. This is Marcos. Bye-bye now.